Are you ready for the Unleashed Tour, where shamelessness, sexiness, and laughter collide in a hilarious orgy of fun, discovery, and sex edutainment? Embark on a captivating nationwide journey with the Shameless Sex Podcast and an electrifying ensemble of sex educators and sex-positive entertainers as they bring you an unforgettably titillating live experience. Be a part of mesmerizing, entertaining, boundary-pushing acts, shameless sex style. Ever heard of the Slurpee stick shift? Want to learn how to bury your face in her? How about some dirty talk improv or brat taming 101? Hmm. Get ready for nonstop laughter as our charismatic hosts and entertainers weave humor into the fabric of this liberating celebration of sexual diversity and freedom. Engage in interactive segments, Q&A sessions, and a chance to connect with like-minded individuals in an inclusive and empowering environment. Listen up, Portland, Chicago, Seattle, we're coming to you. For more information and to get your tickets right now, go to shamelesssex.com and be part of a night that will be fun, educational, sexy, hilarious, and shamelessly unforgettable. Seats are filling up fast, so don't miss out on the most unforgettable show of the year. Corona cast. Corona cast. Hey, everybody. It's Billy and just Billy. Uh, it is day 70, 73. It's day 73 of quarantine. Uh, just me right now. Uh, I am at my mom's house up in North Jersey. Uh, Megan is, is down in Jersey City with her other partner right now. And something interesting about this dynamic is I went 51 days being literally right next to her or within a hundred feet of her. And you know, now I'm going through this phase where we're seeing each other a couple days a week, a few days a week, bouncing back and forth. And I'm, I feel like I'm having some kind of separation anxiety. We based before the pandemic, we pretty much texted and talked every day. It, it, it wasn't like a disaster if a day went by and we didn't talk to each other. And there were days where we talked like nonstop and days where we kind of just checked in at night how our days were. But uh, then when you go being with the person, when you're quarantining with them, I mean, there is no like, how was your day? You you know, <laughs> I, was, I was there. I was there for it. And it felt weird to take space for myself that like didn't involve her. So I would extra check in with her in person or be touchy just as I go by, just you know, trying to remind her, hey, I'm thinking of you, even though you're right fucking here. Because it feels weird to tell someone, hey, I'm thinking of you when you're, you're I won't say stuck with them, but you're stuck with them. So um, I'm, I'm like trying to relearn that we can go several hours without talking and it's fine. Jesus, case in point, last night, uh, you know, she was doing like a, I guess they're doing... Uh, alcohol pickup takeouts at bars in Jersey City where you can grab a drink and go. And uh, before you say anything, I asked, hey, how was it out there? Apparently, it wasn't like the Upper East Side. People seem to be, you know, we're, we're moving along and keeping their distance and wearing their masks as my lovely baby was. But uh, so she got super drunk, <laughs> super drunk, super early. And she started like reading my texts and we have read receipts on. So I'm seeing she's reading texts for me, 
but she's also not responding. And her last text to me was a drunk text that I didn't know was a drunk text. And it, so it was a little weird. And and so I'm sitting there like, oh, fuck, did I say something wrong? Am I in trouble? Are we having a fight? Is she a little tipsy and upset with me? And it's like, no, she <laughs> she blacked out and, you know, had a really fun evening. And it's okay that I didn't hear about it till this morning. But I've got to, like, almost retrain myself. Even last night, like, I, I purposefully said out loud to myself in my room as I had like a YouTube playlist of acapella show tunes, uh, I had to tell myself she is probably a little drunk and will say something to me in the morning and everything's fine. I had to say that to myself to reassure myself. Isn't that fucking nuts? And let's just all remember that the way we are being with our significant others during quarantine, it doesn't have to be, and isn't necessarily going to be the same as it was before and after quarantine. Um, I have to relearn that, like, that. So, I don't know. I think I got to read an article about separation anxieties or something like that. Thought I would share that with y'all. Uh, that little little check-in over there. You know where to find me on the social medias. Be a Patreon member. Uh, if you want to see a, a thirstier Instagram story, but you, you don't want to do the Patreon thing, you can join my close friends list, and you can DM me, DM me on Instagram to find out how to be a part of that. So, uh, you know, ne- next you'll hear from me, I'll most likely be with that uh, that beautiful goddess of an angel, Ms. Giggles. Coronacast. Are you going to eat the Yeah, donut? I'm going to eat it, like, in a little bit. Ah. Yes. Okay. Cute. Excuse me. Corona cast. Hey everybody, it's Billy and Megan. And uh, I, you know, I miscounted the last time you were on it. I miscounted because today is day seventy. Oh, okay. So now we're at. I mean, does does anyone care? Oh, you know, for <laughs> record keeping purposes. Yes, you are very like you like quantifiable data. You're like, okay, so this is the 25th and then we've been doing it for 70 days are you kidding me quantifiable data babe i have a spreadsheet on there of like every pizza delivery i ever did That's- including the address how much was the bill how much was the tip what was the percentage of the tip in relationship to the bill what was my average lunch <gasps> shift in total tips as well as average lunch shift uh, percentage tips, and I did the same for dinner. I still have what? all the physical fucking copies. Oh my god, this, he this literally has some. the copies just, in his hand. This is a few. That's horrifying. I would because I would keep track. Look like this. I have this. Were you keeping track to know how the average tipping or the average income? I, I guess yeah, and I also like yeah, keep track of how much I was making. Well, like, how much was your average like tipping amount? I'm really curious. I could bring this up. I could oh also my bring God. up right. how much money Chris Rock tipped me. I can. Bring that <laughs> up. How much? Well, now you have that weird address. He doesn't actually live there, right? You know, it's still too. I could because what? So I delivered pizza to Chris Rock um, when uh, the summer before, the summer after freshman year of college, and I get there. And to this party, it's like a catering order. And when I'm getting loading up, you know, my boss, Andrew, you met Andrew. Andrew uh-huh. goes like, Billy, I think it's like a celebrity famous person. Cause I could tell I was like talking to a, to an assistant type. So I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know who it is, but like it just, you know, it's, 
It's my, a famous person. Yeah, he was making it seem like it's a very important person who ordered his pizzas. And so I bring the <laughs> catering order. It, it ends up being like some kid's party in Alpine. And I bring him around back. And then this woman who's like clearly an assistant because she's got a head. She's got a little headset in, but she's clearly not the most important person at the party. Mm-hmm. She says, okay, and I give her the bill. And it's there's already been gratuity added. Okay. Like, because on catering orders, we add a gratuity. And, she, and uh, she's like, I'm just going to go inside and just calculate a tip. I was like, oh, gratuities. She's like, no, 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 no. No, no, and no. Like, so she goes inside the house. And I'm just sat out there on this back patio where there's kids playing around on this on this back in this backyard. There's adults hanging around this back patio, too. Mm-hmm. I'm just like a kid in cargo shorts and like a bad T-shirt, like a bad collared shirt to do pizza <laughs> deliveries. I'm just like... Sitting around, and then I like I, I see this like uh, this one guy like out of, le- out of my left eye, uh, a, a black gentleman and thin, and he's wearing an HBO cap. And I look, and I was like, huh, that looks, that looks a lot like Chris Rock. And, and then I look again, I was like, that looks like Chris. And then I do, I did like five takes, and then like I finally. <laughs> I finally like lock eyes with him and he's like he's like eight ten feet away on just the other side of a long table so we fucking lock eyes and like I'm looking at him he's looking at me I'm looking back at him and then I just tilt my head and I started mouthing the words are you (laughs) no chill he smiled (laughs) nodded his head and then like turned to go back to his conversation (laughs) and I can't believe I ran into a for my first time while we were together at the To Kill a Mockingbird. Freaking. Oh, right. He was at the Yeah, he was at the holding his we wife's at. purse in the corner. I mean, was it his wife or is, yeah. he, is he remarried? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody's very oh. nice purse that obviously like went to the bathroom and he's like close to the bar, but hidden enough so that people could walk past him like without noticing him. Okay. And we like were stuck in a traffic. <laughs> and I just look and I give him a look and he gives me a look back. And it basically was like a don't blow up my spot because there's so many uh, fucking people here and like it's going to be insane. I just like, I got you. Don't worry. I don't need anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, that wasn't even my only Chris Rock encounter. I am on the corner of like 72nd in like Amsterdam or something. You know that Grace Papaya? Oh, yeah, side? I do actually. It's that big one? Yeah. Yes. So I was standing outside down the corner. I'm waiting across the street and just like literally right next to me is Chris Rock. That's amazing. You know what we need to discuss? Me meeting your mom for the first time and us drunkenly going to Gray's Papaya and her having her first corn dog and us smoking a blunt in the freaking restaurant. And you're wasted out of your mind. And your mom and I are talking about like, I forget what we were talking about, but something cute. And it just was like, I'm smoking a blunt with my new boyfriend's mom, who I just met at a Gray Papaya eating some like hot dogs <laughs> wow. that was very fun Ooh, you know what maybe it's on the oh, that was on my first ever laptop yeah i was gonna and say that back laptop that up. died <laughs> we like, don't need it <laughs> basically i don't think i have that document anymore but but somewhere in this drawer is the sheet where i wrote down you wrote it down well, I too write, i mean well, no, 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 like this. And then I could, like, I could eyeball it and like be like, oh, yeah, no, that was the Alpine one. Because also I would keep track of the town, too. I want to so look at it. If I want to, I could do it. I could do a, a and I could have done an Excel, um, like, formula to determine, like, which towns tipped better. I mean, that, I mean, I love the money and, like, you know, putting the data behind, like, who is a shitty tip or not as somebody who has worked in the restaurant industry for a long time. But to paint the scene, we're in Billy's 
childhood room. I'm sitting on the bed. He opens up the drawer next to his bed and it's just filled with these receipts and lists that have exactly what people tipped him and how much the orders were. Yeah. Like I'm not even kidding. Yeah, it has all of the addresses. I was able to mark when someone was like a zero tipper. Seems like people tipped you 20% though. For the most part, looking at this now. You know what? But like controversial take right now, I don't think that delivery orders should be tipped based on percentage. I think it should be like 10 to 15 percent. I, I just don't even I think, wouldn't say 20. I, let me put just at least with delivering pizzas. I'm expecting like a dollar or two on a delivery. Uh-huh. If it's a bigger delivery, I'm expecting more. But like when okay. you're, I'm just delivering a, you know, a couple pizzas and I'm not having to make trips to my car, you maybe only ordered one drink. I can basically hold everything in one trip on like easily with two hands. Yeah, I don't need like five extra dollars. I'm already being paid to do deliveries. Yeah, but how much are you getting paid to do deliveries? Well, that's different. I yeah. think I should be paid, at the, you know, looking back. That's what I was saying. Like, looking back, $5 an hour was a lot to an 18-year-old. Yeah, I'm like, that's not enough. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but but and but the like, toll it puts on your car. Look, I still, I still. Well, I wasn't using my car at the time. He has his own cars. Okay, but but I'll, let me put it this way: um, I worked at that restaurant from the ages of thirteen to twenty-one, and I have very different takes on tipping than you. <laughs> there is, yeah, we and definitely I, differ on but, tipping. But no one can say, oh, you don't know, because you haven't worked. And you no, know, I have, and I still disagree. Oh my god, I think people need to be paid living wages. Yeah, but you but work. That would make my bill bigger. Yeah, that's fine. I dare you. Go for it. It's it's gonna work out. Well, I explained to you my dream tipping scenario, right? What is it? Where you get a set decent wage not anything insane Mm -hmm. but yet the tipping amount is based on the gross sales of the bill so you get an like in europe there's a 10 percent gratuity added to the full amount of the bill so it incentivizes servers bartenders things like that to upsell and make more money which also increases sales for the restaurant itself making servers bartenders still want to work as hard as they can and upsell as much as they can it seems like a mutually beneficial thing in my opinion i still think they should just pay more and then maybe charge a little more if they have to but i just think you're supposed to pay people more however um i'm down to do whatever europe does because europe's yeah. down europe doesn't yeah have this stupid it makes sense to system. me but that's what so- i'm saying it's included into the bill is the 10% gratuity amount. Yeah. So you feel like you don't have, you're not forced to tip, but yet it's to, covering the service and the <laughs> restaurant staff. So to all the all the fans of sex and dating who are listening right now, don't, uh, don't yeah. stop. Don't stop. We'll change. I Wait, promise. Let's talk about the sex and the dating. <laughs> let's talk about the, yeah, you tell me about, tell, you had to coach me on how to finger you. Oh my morning. God. Yes. I like very nicely kind of coached, Billy, because he seemed like he wanted some direction I on things want, I like. I no, no, specifically today. Like you're feeling like very like, I just want you to direct me kind of way. And so I like coached him through things that I like in regards to fingering and stuff like that. Like Billy's style of fingering is very good for when I'm just already horny and like ready to go. Whereas like if I'm waking up, I kind of need a little bit more stimulants before i'm like ready for something like that so i was like you kind of have to take it a little slow and like this yeah. is how you kind of work me into getting horny yeah. well i'm i'm yeah you you are uh you know we've said in, in a not negative way a, a lot of work yeah i'm a lot of work and i am just i guess i went through a string of people where like i just very easily 
could make, could get them to come. And then I got to you. And I was like, oh, this is like the the boss level. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and <clears throat> so like, you know, and I know there's what, you know, going slow and stuff like that. But like, I can't read you. I'm still working on reading you because I can't tell when you're like bored. And like, I guess sometimes I think that you're thinking and this is me really just projecting uh-huh. insecurities. But it's me. Th- I'm like, does she just feel like I'm doing sock puppets inside of her? Like, what does <laughs> she think I'm doing? Because, like, sometimes you don't always seem into it, which is fine. You don't have to, like, fake or act. But then it makes me want to then do different things. And then when slow doesn't seem like I'm getting, I don't know. Basically, all the tricks I've ever learned are, like, almost obsolete with you. <laughs> and I have to start from scratch, which is fine. I'm happy to do. It's just, you know, I've never not felt sexually confident for the most part until... I dated you. And I'm sorry. No, no, it's no, no, not no. on purpose. That's not bad. That, that yeah, it just it's makes... no fault of yours. It just means I have to have the humility to like ask for help and you you have the grace to like help me help you. Like Yeah, and I want to do it. Just like yeah. if you had a specific thing which you don't. Yeah, but yeah you we've won't, covered it. You won't accept I know, cuz I'm like I'll do all the things. And if so, you were just like can you lick my asshole right now? I'd be like, yeah, I sure. Know. And Got when, it. And if I'm in the situation where I need my asshole, like, like I know who to call. Yeah. <laughs> my girlfriend, who's eager to do it. Yeah. Um, um, there's so a lot of times I really wish that, like, I masturbated more when you're in the same domicile. Because a lot, of, most of the time that I want butt stuff. Yeah. Most of the time that I want it and crave it, I'm like, and I'm like, just self, I'm just, I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just, I'm jerking it. I'm standing, because I'm standing when I jerk off at, mm-hmm. at my Norwood, New Jersey home because um, there's no desk yeah. here. <laughs> but like when, when I'm just, I'm like sticking my, I'm arching my back and like I'm, I'm sticking my ass out. I'm not even thinking about it. It's just my body saying like, someone go in here. Right. So when I'm like that, it's when I'm jerking off. Yeah. And, and that's when I want to just be able to call you to be like, can you slide your fingers inside me? Yeah, I've but seen you're just, you. You're just not usually here for yeah. it. <laughs> so and you- I, can't, I can't call upon you to do that thing. And then when we're in person, I don't really need or want the thing. And then you're like, I want to do the thing. I'm like, I don't need it right now. I, from my experience, I call it like the squirrely nature. Squirrely, and although yes. like you don't resonate with like dom sub stuff, it's kind of like puppy-esque where like I know from people who do – reside in that world and identify as like puppies they always just want someone to play with their butt like that's like the biggest thing they just want somebody to like pop and squeeze and like you know finger their butt (laughs) and i definitely get a little bit like Mm puppy-esque from you because you want to please you want to like adore and you also are like can like when you get really worked up you're like but my butt like rub my butt How are you doing with uh, the the me not being with you every day thing? I think it's good for me because I better. miss you. You were about to say better. No, I wasn't going to say better. Better is not the way. I think it's important for me to like spend one-on-one time with my other partner, spend one-on-one time with you, and then also have alone time in my house mm-hmm. for my mental health. Like I know I have a bunch of shit I have to do. And I'm going to do that all tonight because I'm going to be alone. Mm. You know what I mean? Because like I love you. I love hanging out with you. But like like you said today, you feel like you always have to be entertaining me. And I am not someone that needs to be entertained. And then all I need. From, <laughs> but if we're in the same space in terms of like a domicile a, with multiple rooms. Yes. All I need from you. And I, I beg you to do this. I, I, I feel like you don't do it because you're worried it's rude or mean. But I'm just like when you want alone time just tell me yeah and i'll be like okay it would be just like if you're like babe i really need you to finger fuck me right now 
babe, I need you to get the fuck out of this room right now. I'll be like, okay. But that's the thing. I want to be able to like, like you doing work on your laptop and me being able to do stuff on my phone while we're still in the same space, but doing other things is really nice for me. Yeah. Because it's like, I get to still hang out with you and things like that. And then we get to do like our hike and stuff was great yesterday too. It's like, I'm not complaining. It's just like me having to be like learning myself and be like, okay, like I got to go like be alone for like two hours. Sure. Yeah. I just hope that like you're able to, to ask for that when we are sharing a, a a space. Yeah. You know, rather than needing to just go home, I'd rather, you know, you say, Hey, I need like a few hours. I'm going to go to this room or, Hey, can I, can I have your room for a few hours to like do stuff and have some me time? I'd be like, great. And then that'll make me feel less self-conscious about always thinking I'm taking too much of your time. Cause I'll Mm -hmm. be like, well, no, she would ask. And I know she'll ask cause she's already done it. Yeah, no, I'm like that. Like when you have a call later, I'm going to be like, can you do your call somewhere else? And then I'll go like hop on my laptop in here. Well, I'll go in Morgan's room, which yeah. for this call that I have to do in six minutes <laughs> with someone who like. Uh, uh, oh, that doing, was. Can we talk about that? You 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 can have 90 seconds to talk about it. I'll, oh, my let me Let me gosh. just prep them and then you share and then we'll close. How's so that? So like. I, well, let me, oh, you want to prep. I'll, go I'll ahead. intro. You do your you share your thoughts and then uh, we'll close. Um, I am doing some podcast consultation uh, for a comedian who does a, an interview show. Um, we're just hoping it get a little bit more focused. And I was listening to a recent episode to see what changes she's made since our first session together. And um, she happened to have on a quackpot do- uh, doctor who was pushing hydroxychloroquine. Uh, so we were playing much of the episode in front of Megan. So... Megan, close us out with your thoughts on this podcast. All right. Where to begin? I'm sorry um, I can't name the podcast, but just no. assume that it's like a a well-intentioned white girl who just is somewhat oblivious. And then she had on a crackpot doctor who she wasn't, you know, uh, prepared enough to to be able to interview. Well, I think for me, it's like knowing. My mic is down. Okay. God, knowing your strengths is really important as an interviewer and a podcast. And I mean, like I am slowly getting into podcasting as a whole, but I've always been a reader. I've always like digested a ton of media. So although I'm not like, you know, an expert in podcasting, I just think interviewing wise, it's so important to do due diligence and know when to push. And that's what makes like a great podcast and like an okay podcast and for me, there was no, even if she did agree with this doctor, I think like there's something to be said about doing due diligence. And I think like for me, like she did not have any capacity at all for this interview and like the character of which was suggested. Like she just was there to like be like, oh, I got like somebody who can handle this very specific topic that is prevalent to like all of us currently. And I'm just going to like use that as a platform because it has like the buzzword COVID in it. And instead, what I took away from the podcast was like, you are not qualified to interview anyone of that sort. Like you need to find a better niche because like that was hard to listen to and it had nothing to do with the quack doctor. (laughs) Did I do it? You did it. (laughs) Yeah. Megan, baby, uh, where can people <laughs> find you and criticize your creative projects? Yeah, I mean, you can, yeah, Jesus, it's been, a, it's been a weird 24 hours. I didn't cry. 
So that's cry. good. We can talk about the trolls uh, uh, the, the next time we pop oh, on mic. But if you want to, you know, look at my fat booty mm. or say hi or talk about fun topics that I am qualified to talk about, <laughs> you can find me at Miss Giggles, M-S-G-I-G-G-G-L-E-S. Thanksgiving <laughs> and also OnlyFans, that fat babe. If you want to like talk to me and like pay me money, uh, for me, Twitter and Instagram search Billy Presida, uh, P R O C I D A. Uh, join up on the Patreon, support the podcast, get a bunch of bonus content, and join some exclusive members-only communities at Patreon.com/slash Manhore Podcast. Whoop 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 whoop. Corona cast. Sure, you love the Man Whore podcast, but are you an official fan whore yet? Because right now, over 200 whoreheads are connecting in our private Patreon communities like the Champagne Room and the Peep Show. You can join us today for as little as $2 to meet a ton of like-minded, sex-positive friends. And fuck, don't we need some of that right now? You'll also gain access to behind-the-scenes content and bonus episodes. Join us today at patreon.com slash podcast. That's Patreon, P-A-T, R-E-O-N dot com slash man podcast. Now let's get back to the show. Corona cast. Oh, just Billy. Everybody. Hi. Um, sounded way more energetic and happy than I'm actually feeling. What's up? I'm currently at my mom's house. Day 74 quarantine. Not feeling so hot. Feeling like kind of dog shit. Kind of a dog shit few days. I got to be honest with you. And I want to pop on the mic and, uh, I don't know, just vent a little. I'm, I'm feeling, feeling so anxious about rent, feeling so nervous about my living situation. I still have my apartment in Brooklyn where, where I had three roommates, one of whom left, um, my fellow leaseholder. So part of me feels like, oh man, I'm being stuck with this monstrous multi-thousand dollar a month bill and if they don't cancel rent it's all gonna come due soon like you know at the end of august if they don't end up canceling rent then i am in the hole for probably over 10 grand that's not supposed to be what i'm in the hole for and so like i don't know i'm looking around for new apartments but the market hasn't really started to drop drop yet so you know it's just it's just rough the people I normally would say, hey, let's move in together, find another place. Like they all want to move, but they're like, I don't know, I'm not working right now because we're not allowed to go to work. New York is still under a stay at home order. New York City still has not reopened. And even when we do, some of us have lost jobs. Some, you know, uh, business can be down in general. I've been fortunate enough that I'm still, you know, working, I'm still making an income. And if I had my own place, that'd be different. I'd be paying rent, but just fuck, you know, it's just making me really, really sad to not, to just be told to wait. Governor Cuomo was like, yeah, yeah, we'll take a look at the end of August. And uh, when the moratorium, eviction moratorium raises, we'll see if we need to do something. Cool. What do I do for the next three months? What do I do? 
I I do kind of want to pay rent. I like the security and paying rent. Again, I can't pay my portion of the rent because all three of my roommates instantly couldn't go to work, instantly lost their income. Like I said, I'm feeling very anxious, feeling very nervous. I've been popping around basically between two other places, my, my girlfriend's and my mom's for the, you know, for the last 74 days. I'm also feeling disconnected from where I live. I'm feeling disconnected from the city I love and this uncertainty of not knowing the next move or, you know, not, not making enough that I could just quote unquote easily go grab a studio apartment or something. It's, it's tough. It's really tough. Um, I'm also just having a dog shit relationship with food right now. And it's real fucking bad. I've just been stoned and eating nonstop. And I don't think marijuana is the problem. I, I don't think I'm addicted to marijuana. If, if I don't have marijuana in my system for a week, I'm not tweaking. Same thing with alcohol. Yes, like I, I enjoy drinking my alcohol and um, I do enjoy sitting alone at home and having one to five glasses of bourbon while I watch a movie or, you know, jerk off on the internet or something, but don't need it. The food, though. See, that fucking makes me twitch and fidget and not know what to do with myself. It, it sends me into this like spiral of self-doubt and this, this uh, ooh, let's throw it. I do have things fall apart staring at me at my bookshelf. So let's say I have a widening gyre. Gyre? You know what it was. It was like the first day of learning this book. It just I, I, I feel like I'm like drowning in indecision when I have to think about food. What am I going to eat? How much is it going to be? Do I need to prepare it? How long is it going to prepare? How hungry am I actually? Am I hungry because I need to taste something? Or am I hungry because I need to feel better? Or am I hungry because I'm actually like just my body is hungry and needs nourishment? I don't fucking know. I've been doing decent with forgiving my body so much, so long as I don't have to look at my body. I've been taking, you know, yeah, I take thirst traps for... Uh, my Patreon members in the peep show and my close friends list on Instagram and uh, or just to send to my girlfriend. <laughs> but um, but they're always very, very carefully posed or very carefully framed so that not too much of me or the wrong part of me is showing. And in that case, I can handle what my body has been during quarantine. It's when I have to look at it that I'm just like, Fuck. So anyways, the, suffice it to say, my relationship with my body is like roughly the same as it was before all this, but my relationship with food, I mean, fuck. My mom doesn't like do groceries, really. So there's not like a lot here to make stuff and then just find the motivation. Go to a grocery store. Oh boy, we have the whole mask and there's all these people not wearing masks. Let's, oh, yeah. It's just been, uh, yeah, it's been a tough few days. I'm, I'm excited to see Megan, but I'm, I'm nervous that I'm going to be a little lower energy, maybe not super horny. But I'm excited to see her. Seeing her is better than not seeing her when I'm upset. There's also some other money things out in there. You know, there's a question of like, do I qualify for unemployment? Will I get unemployment? How much will I get in unemployment? Do I get that $600 a week or no? Um, Fun fact, everybody, unclaimed property administration, check the 
go to the Department of Treasury of your state or any state you've ever held a residence. Search your name in the unclaimed property section because like I may have found some money there, which would be really nice, but I also don't know if I get it or when. Um, but I recommend you all go check it out. You might have some like random fucking money. There was like $1,000 just from like a, a health insurance company ages ago that I guess overcharged me and now they need to return it. Like it's stuff like that. There's just a lot of uncertainty going on right now, and I've, I'm not a fan of it, and I've never done well in transition periods, and this feels like the world's in a transition period, which like has up until now been comforting to me, but as we start to reopen, whether we should or not, as we start to reopen, whether we're allowed to or not, it seems like it's just going to fucking happen, and I'm like, well, what now? That's where that's where I'm at right now. What now? And I'm not feeling very funny recently the last few days and uh when a comedian doesn't feel funny, uh that that can fuck with you. It's like when a shark has to stop moving. Uh no, it needs to move to breathe and live. <laughs> it's like I I need to like uh feel like I am a source of humor and joy and giggles. Or, or it feels like I'm not doing anything. I can handle like stand up is going to be gone for a minute. Like I can deal with that. But just in general, feeling not funny. Anyways, my plugs are in the show notes of this thing, everybody. Hopefully the next thing you hear is me and, uh, and, and Miss Giggles, uh, a.k.a. my girlfriend, Megan. And, uh, and and we'll see what that little chit-chat sounds like. Corona. Do you want me to do it? Because I'll do it. I'll do, if I, I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to do it so hard. I'm going to do it loud. My mom's going to be like, what was that? All right, check it. One, two, three. Corona cast. Yeah, hardcore. Wear your fucking masks.